0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, A Coach for the Coach. I'm your coach, Helen Williams, and we are building a community of sports coaches who want to proactively take their coaching career to the next level, as well as build the next generation of student-athlete leaders. Last week, we aired part one with Daniel LaForce and Eddie Benton of Bent Force Basketball as we discussed how to properly train an athlete. This week, we will continue with part two of that discussion. You know, Helen, one thing that's different when
1: we from when we played now is this as well. When we played multiple sports, okay, in our eras, when it was basketball season, it was basketball. Then when basketball was over, it was baseball. Mm-hmm. Then when baseball was over, it was volleyball. Now all of these sports are year-round. So it, yeah. it forces a family to choose. I know mm-hmm. my kids alone, you know, I I, I, would, I would tell my daughter, okay, well, you know what, we missed track practice lat uh, on Monday, so we got to miss basketball today. You like, you know, what I mean, because everything's going on at the same time. When we were coming up, it wasn't; it was seasons, mm-hmm. right? Everything's at one time, so it forces your hand to really choose what you should
0: do that particular day. Yeah, we sound like old folks talking about back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what What would you tell coaches in terms of actual training like what what are some things that a coach might do that might negatively impact their their athlete? Um, I know you talked about the way that you train, but what are some mistakes you see coaches doing now that negatively impact their athletes in the training? You
2: mean college coaches
0: in general uh, it, it, you know, we can talk about college because that's kind of where we're gonna eventually go, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, for me, um, being a head coach, you know, once you move over that one seat from an assistant to head coach, you have little to no time to really invest in your athletes one-on-one. Um, that's why I think it's very important to hire a staff that's passionate about player development. And I think mm-hmm. everything that goes on at the collegiate level with recruiting and, and um, you know, just so many things, game prep, scouting, there's a little time at the college level to really devote to your athletes in the, with in terms of developing their their personal and individual games, so I would highly recommend that college coaches really spent really break up that twenty hours a week, and not only not only in team practices where you're going on over team offense and team defense, but also carve out some time for your players individually. Not only is that will that work on their game, but also that one-on-one connection, developing relationships with them. And you know, talking while you're working out with them, you get you know, building that level of trust, I think is so very important because sometimes you don't get that opportunity to do so, especially as a head coach. You have limited time to develop those relationships. You spend all this time recruiting them, on the phone with them, you know, texting, texting them. And once they come on campus, you have a million and one things to worry about. You got alumni, you know, you have game preparation, you got practice preparation, you have, you know, just you know, community service that you have to be here, there and everywhere. So I would highly recommend that coaching staffs, the college coaching staffs use some of that time during the 20 hours to really break down, break it down. So your players are getting that individual one-on-one attention to develop their game, but also to build a, a close relationship with you.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying is keep the main thing, the main thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to develop, you have, you can't always, and I know it's difficult, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience, but I think, Coaches sometimes just think it's all about team practices, and and that's it. And they don't they don't spend the time getting your the player better from a sophomore a freshman to a sophomore to a junior to a senior. And I think you know we don't have much time. We have twenty hours. Some might think that that's a lot, but you know Helen, with watching film and doing right. other things in the twenty hours, you have you know limited time, so you're really focused on your team practices but I highly recommend it. This is something looking back on that. I would have spent more time working on it, individual player development and having that one-on-one time with my athletes. Yeah. So speaking of individual player development, you, you guys
0: train from itty bitties all the way up to real professional players what, what are some common things that you work on with all of your clients, regardless of the level? Cause I know you have to you know, vary it depending on the age and everything, but what are some common, what's a common thread that runs through every level that you train?
1: I think, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, we have a player right now who just started playing not too long ago. And, uh, and, and it's funny supporting what you just said. And Terrence just left last week, we worked him out. So that's, two opposite ends of the spectrum.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think Ter- Terrence is uh, Los Angeles Clippers. That's what everybody know.
1: That's, yep. Yeah. Yep. Terrence with the Clippers. And then we have a young lady who just started playing. And uh, I think the one thing that remains consistent is the fundamentals of the game. I think uh, footwork is very, very important. Because no matter what level you play at, you've got to be able to catch that ball, whether it's off a screen whether, uh, whether it's off of a pin screen, whether it's coming off of a ball screen, you've got to be able to have the proper footwork to where you're not turning the ball over, to where you're not traveling. Um, number two, when you shoot the basketball, in order to be consistent and have your percentages as high as possible, your mechanics must be correct. Not only the mechanics with your hands, but the mechanics with your feet. I think those things, and then I think the, uh, the other thing is your work ethic. In order to maximize your, you know, your, your, your game, your work ethic has to be at a certain level all the time. So I think those are three things that must remain consistent. Whether you're working with someone who just started playing the game, you know, a month ago, or you're working with someone who's, you know, in their second year in the NBA, I think the fundamentals of the game is and your work ethic is, is, is are things that, regardless of your level. Must remain consistent.
2: And I just would like to add to uh, Eddie just said, you know, my son Terrence Mann, who just finished up his rookie season with the LA Clippers, was with us last week, and he had three workouts, and two out of those two out of those three workouts were with our other clients. Now you would think we pair him with professional clients, but we didn't. We had him work out with uh, Amir, who's a rising ninth grader.
1: He's an eighth grader. Eighth
2: grader. Yep. And we had him in a mirror in the gym at the same time, working on the same. They were going through the same drills. It's still the same game, whether you're in the NBA or whether you're going into the eighth grade. Like Coach said, the footwork, the mechanics, all that has to be important for you, guys, you to really be successful at your level. And then another workout, we had him working out with two girls, and we're doing full court drills. You know, we, you know, ball handling into a layup, and then we're tossing the ball up ahead. They got to run underneath it and lay it up. Well, the only difference was when Terrence laid it up, he was dunking, <laughs> and the girls are actually actually laying it up. So, to to your to our point, we we do the same drills, we teach the same concept. We really buy buy in and believe in fundamentals and mechanics and and footwork and timing and reads and all those little things that'll make every player, no matter what level, successful.
0: I I want to go back to just the one point you made about work ethic because. It, it's something that makes sense conceptually, but how do you get your 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 clients to actually buy into that? You know what I mean? Like it's it's there are some kids who just, you know, from their background, they just come and they work hard. And there are other kids who don't understand what that means. So how do you get that across to your, your clients?
1: Um, you, you know, it's funny you said that, because today I had a young uh, young fellow in the gym today who uh, this is the first time training with us and he was just going through the motions. So, you know, I told him, I said, listen, I don't have any drills for enthusiasm. I said, I, I don't have none. I don't know what to tell you. I said the biggest thing is I tell a lot of the families, what are you guys looking for? You know, if if basketball is what you want to do and you want uh, a a scholarship and you want to go to school, then you must embrace the grind. I said, and I tell them flat out. I said, if that if you're doing this just for a hobby, this might not be the place because it's going to be miserable for you, you know, because we're going to push you that hard. So I think a lot of the families, when they, when they give, you know, when they call us and we talk about what our, what bent force basketball has to offer, I tell them from the beginning, I know Dania does the same. If this isn't something that you're committed to, and this isn't something that you're, you're uh, willing to push through this, this might not be a good idea for your child, uh, whether it's a, whether it's a girl or boy, to do because they're going to be pushed to the limit. And I think most of our clients, all of them, for the most part, um, they go so hard, you know what I mean? Every day I come home and I I tell her, and when we talk about, we discuss, you know, how hard so-and-so went today, because they know that, you know, be coachable and bring an effort. And those are the two things in order to achieve your goal, you must be able to do. And if if that's not, if, if you don't do that, then it's gonna be hard for this relationship to work.
2: The biggest compliment we get after our training sessions is that was the hardest workout I've ever done. <laughs> then we know we've done that, we've done our job. If they're not dripping sweat and crawling out the gym after that hour, then we know we've done them a disservice. So we 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 go hard. They go hard. We, you know, every drill that we do is conditioning involved as well. Um, so you know, they're going hard for the hour. So not only do the athletes realize that they're getting better the more times that they come, but the parents who are also in the gym are watching this, and they're watching the level of training that their son and daughter are receiving. Um, you know, so we know it's working when they come back. <laughs> when they call us to set another <laughs> appointment to work out, we know that it's working, and we know their work ethic is where it needs to be because we've had one or two that came the first time and, and it did come back
1: again. Never came back.
2: And we we're we're okay with that you know, but we know it's working. We know that work ethic is where it needs to be when they, they set another appointment to come back.
0: So, um, you know, if, if, if I'm a, a coach that trains a, a younger kid, like how how should I get that kid ready for for college? Like what what advice would you give coaches who were training, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11th uh, grade players to, to to make sure that they're helping their Athletes appropriately to get them prepared for the college game.
2: I would say don't take it easy on them. You know, don't take it easy on them in terms of having your sessions watered down. You know, where there's a lot of idle time, because uh, you know in college it's not there. There isn't a lot of idle time in a three-hour practice. Uh, you know, and I think um, just your intensity, your 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 basketball knowledge is very important. You have to explain why you're asking your trainees to do what they're doing. Teach them the game increase their basketball IQ. It's not only about being a rebounder and, and and that's it. You have to really increase their level, their basketball IQ. Because as coaches, you know, Helen, when they come in as freshmen, they have no idea what the curl, what to, why why curl? Off of a they cage. don't know
0: what they don't know.
2: They don't, why <laughs> where, uh, you know what I mean? Um, how to get open, you know, just these little things. I think is, it's very important at a young age that these these uh players be taught the game, and I think it's very important for a coach or a trainer to know the game of basketball. There are a lot of trainers out there who do not know; they never play the game, especially at the level that you know um, my husband and I played. Me at Georgetown, and him being the leading scorer at Vermont, still to this day. Uh, you know, we bring we bring a, a basketball uh, a level to the game of basketball that I don't think a lot of coaches. Are doing they're doing a disservice, and it's okay if you didn't play at the level that we played. But study the game, you know. Watch mm. tapes. You know. Go to go to college practices. Learn what it's like when you know how those players are 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 being asked to practice for three hours. So that way you could bring it to your players at a young age and really you know really teach them how to be successful players. Yeah. Well,
1: go ahead, coach. I was just about to say a lot of the stuff that we do with our clients you're going When we tell we tell their parents everything that we do number one you're going to go at a speed that you're going to go in the game you're going to go game speed mm-hmm. and it's going to be situations that you're going to see in a game right you know uh and believe me when i say this I, you know i'm not throwing no shade at any other trainer but you know bent force basketball you're not going to come with us and be stacking up cones and stuff like that i've never seen a person in a game build cones and stack them up and You know, and this and that. So you're not going to do that with us. You know, you're going to go game speed. You're going to, you know, we teach our players to go north and south. You know, make sure they keep constant pressure on a defender. We're not playing east and west. We want to play fast because that's what coaches want. They want players that's going to be able to play. Can they play fast? And one of the things that's very important to us, too, is, and I tell our our parents, is that when coaches call us, first thing they ask, you know, a lot of our AAU girls, they're, they're calling us, do you have another gear? Do, do, do she have another gear? And I say, no coach wants a player with one gear. You gotta be able to play with multiple gears. You're coming down at somebody, boom, you make a move and you shift that thing into another gear and finish. That's what people want to see. That's what we work on. Everything that, that's gonna happen in the game, game time situations is what we're spending our time on. And, and it's been and it's been it's been really, really good.
2: And terminology and, and the terminology that they're gonna hear at the college level, pin screen, down screen, curl, pop, flare, uh, you know, just just ice and defensively, you know, just just so many things they're gonna hear come out of our mouth that when they do get to that next level, they're already familiar with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is great. You you guys uh, were of like mind with with the old school approach to the, you know, to the young kids today. So I I really appreciate you guys being here. Do you guys actually travel as well, or are you just in the Pittsburgh area?
2: Yes, we do. We do travel. We, um, and I'll let Coach also uh, finish this off, but we do travel. Um, We do go to, like, if you, I know we have several high schools that we work with. We'll go to their high schools to work with them. We've also been asked to go to different practices outside the state, and we'll just work with the the teams and the coaches and, and the parents to try to get you know, us there to their, their teams to work out with them. So we, you know, we do it all. We do it all.
1: Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the feedback I've been getting from a lot of coaches, especially when they saw on social media that we're doing the training is I have several division three coaches in the Pittsburgh area that, cause you know, division three, you can't start until October 15th. So from the time school starts late August, all the way up until October 15th, you can't do anything with your team. And uh, a, a lot of my division three friends the coaches that I know, you know, they want us, you know, we're obviously we're going to sit down and collaborate with them, right. what they want yep. worked on or what they want done, but they want us to do it. But the only thing is COVID messed it up now because right now, yeah. a lot of schools is on a lot of restrictions. So we can't come in, but moving forward, we're going to go to a lot of universities, division three, we're going to work with their teams. Um, just yesterday, uh, we worked with uh, a local high school team uh, on Wednesday. We got a local girls high school team coming in. So we do individual instruction one-on-one. We do small groups with, you know, three to four uh, people in a group. Uh, we do teams, you know, 12 to 15 teams, uh, members in that group mm-hmm. where we do, like, college-style practices, What a, like what a practice is going to be like. At the next level, because everyone that we're training, they're a year or two, you know, some of them more than a year or two away from being a college student athlete. So, um, to answer your question, yes, we'll we'll go anywhere to train, Um, and it's just, it's just going back to what we said at the beginning. uh, You know, for us, especially for me. See, it's it's funny because me, my, I still got a big time fire in me as far as actually still coaching in college. But the one thing that I'm going to do right now is I'm going to focus on my own children right now for the next five years until they graduate from high school before I even think about getting back into the college game. And the one reason, and that one reason I can tell you that I know we're both content is because ever since we started the business, we both got a job offer. And me personally, right on the phone, it wasn't, You know, I got to talk to my wife, let's discuss it on the phone. I told them I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. The next five years, I'm committed to the training and I'm committed to my children. And I know Dania can say the same thing. You know, she has a job. She had a job offer as well and turned it down on the spot. So I knew we're doing what we were sent to do.
2: And just wonderful. Uh, I would like to add about um, the different things that we do besides travel and training. We also do consulting where we want to represent the student-athlete and kind of guide them and educate them on the recruiting process. Now, we know about the recruiting process. We know how cutthroat it can be. We know what these kids should be really asking us in these meetings. And overwhelming for the parents as well. Right. What what they should be looking for within a staff, within a university, with the dynamics on the team, the roster. There's so many things that these – high school players do not ask and do not even know that they should be asking when they are in contact with these coaches. So we want to do some consulting as well, where we'll kind of walk with them through the recruiting process and really train them on the on the red flags, really train them on things that they need to be looking for based on not only their game, but their, their uh, academics as well. Um, I think with the transfer portal being so high, when we got out of coaching, these players are making quick decisions, quick, bad decisions. And, yeah. You know, we want to make sure we can also guide them in that respect as well. So not only they're on the court game, but also they're off the court preparation for college.
1: And we'll also and we'll also go on uh, you know, obviously it's up to the family, but we'll also go on visits with them. Mm -hmm. Not their official visit, but when they're going on some unofficial visits and things like that, uh, if you know, especially if it's a first first generation college student where they've never been through the process or something like that, and if we can go on a trip with them mm-hmm. obviously we're not going to make that decision for you guys right. but we're going to let you know like i don't know about that or or uh, you know i think that situation there is very good for your child
0: yeah well that that's why i wanted you guys to, at the beginning of the show to sort of give people an idea of what your background was because obviously that gives you um some some credibility and some experience that those kinds of things haven't been on that you know, having having been on the other side. So how can uh, folks get in touch with you if they want you to come work with their teams or consult or, or, or anything else?
2: I'll give you a couple of our social media handles. Our Twitter is at BenforceB. Our Instagram is benforceb, Our um, email is benforcebasketball@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We also have a YouTube channel, uh, benforcebasketball and the main way to get in contact with us to set up an appointment is really just to call our coach uh he's the one to be i i send all the calls to his cell phone number yeah <laughs> i do
0: i do uh, all
1: the scheduling yeah he does uh, the scheduling so you know, okay. so, you know okay. calling calling you me yeah my cell phone number is 412 389 5886 and then also uh our website
2: oh yes uh, benfoldsdental.com okay yeah.
0: Great! This has been awesome. You guys have just given us a lot of uh, great nuggets, and I really appreciate um, you know you being on here. And at some point, I'd like to, to bring you guys back after you yeah. you know um, you know, had some more time to, to grow your business because I think there's so many other things that we could have talked about. Just you know, uh, didn't have time, but but really appreciate you guys and your time.
2: Thank you for having. Thank us you. Again.
0: We, it was fun.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, coaches. We'll talk to you later. Right. Bye. Right, Bye. Okay, Bent Force Basketball. Those guys, over 50 years of experience in the game as a player and a coach. Um, Really good nuggets about, you know, how you should get your players ready. And, And I'm really glad that we had them on here. And then hopefully you guys got something from that. If you want more nuggets, head over to my Facebook group, A Coach for the Coach, where we share helpful tips to take your coaching career to the next level. See you next week. Same time, same place.